Hey everyone, Mundo here. If you would like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash crimeandcourtusa. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of Crime and Court USA. This is a weekly show where I cover big crime and legal news going on in the good old U.S. of A. I'm recording on February 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Mundo Carillo. I hope you guys are doing well. Yes, I'm back. I uh, Speaking of back, I, uh, I missed last week because I hurt my back really bad. Again, threw the damn thing out for like the fourth time within the last year. And when that happens, it's just impossible to do just about anything. Can't sit down, can't stand up. Basically, the only thing I can do is just lay on my back. So couldn't uh, really put a podcast together. So for that, I apologize. It's, uh, it's feeling a little better this week. You know, still sore, still stiff, but I can still sit down. We'll see. I usually sit down and edit these for hours at a time, so... If this one is not very well edited at all, it's because I couldn't sit down and do it. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? I just wanted to uh, get back here this week and uh, just let you know, let you guys know I'm still there. I'm still here for you guys. You know what I mean? I know you guys depend on me. And I do feel really bad for missing. So, uh, so yeah. But we're back. We're back, though. Also, my parents are out of town. So that means I have Lola the Cancer Dog with me <laughs> right here in the studio. She's still alive. She's still going strong. You know? little trooper. Um, also, it is snowing like a motherfucker where I'm at here in Pacos, New Mexico. So, uh, yeah, it looks like we're just getting buried. We have like at least half a foot right now. And I know uh, there are some winter storms going on across the country. So if you guys are experiencing winter weather, I hope you guys are staying safe and staying warm. Okay, so episode two of Crime and Court Extra is now available on patreon.com slash Crime and Court USA for Patreon supporters. I interview Miranda Viscoli of New Mexicans to Prevent Gun Violence. It was a good talk. We talk about rising gun violence among teenagers in New Mexico. Talk about uh, how parents should be held accountable for their kids getting a hold of guns and committing crimes. So on and so forth. A really good conversation. That's available for just a dollar over at patreon.com slash crime and court USA. All right, so probably the biggest story we missed last week was the FBI saying that Brian Laundrie took responsibility for killing fiance Gabby Petito in notebooks that were found near where his body was discovered in a nature preserve in Florida. So let's recap that whole story real quick. So Brian and Gabby, who are a young couple, Brian was 23, Gabby was 22, they set out from New York in a van last summer and documented their trips. Their trips, trips. It's been a week, you guys. I can't really talk. <laughs> get a while. Take a while to get into that rhythm. Uh, they documented their trips to national parks in the West on social media. I'm not sure about Brian, but I know Gabby did quit her job as a nutritionist to go on this new venture. I'm sure Brian quit his job because it seems like this is what they were doing full time. The couple did have a run-in with police in Utah in August and had to be separated for the night. Someone called 911 after seeing the two getting into a physical altercation. Now, from there, Brian returned to his parents' house in Florida without Gabby 
in early September and Gabby's family later reported her missing. Her body was found at a campground near a national park in Wyoming, and a coroner later determined that she died by strangulation. Meanwhile, authorities were searching for Brian in a Florida preserve. After his parents said that that was where uh, he told them that they were, uh, he was going, they discovered his body and later determined that he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Near his body were a gun, a backpack, and the notebook where he made the alleged confession. So Brian was the only person of interest in Gabby's death, and now it seems like the case is closed. If we're to believe uh, the notebook that was found by Brian's body. All right, so the biggest crime news from this week is uh, the two campus police officers who were shot and killed at a small college in Virginia on Tuesday. So according to WHSV-TV in Harrisonburg, Virginia, just a little after 1 p.m. on Tuesday, February 1st, Bridgewater College Police Officer John Painter and Campus Safety Officer J.J. Jefferson responded to a report of a suspicious person on campus. The two officers got into an altercation with the man, who was later identified as 27-year-old Alexander Wyatt Campbell. Campbell allegedly shot both officers and then fled on foot. He was taken into a custody a short time later, and he was treated at a local hospital for a gunshot wound, but he was later released and he's now in jail, but it's unclear how he was shot. In fact, it seems like the whole altercation, I haven't really seen too many details about what led to the shootings yet. I'm sure they're still investigating that as of today. It happened yesterday as of this recording. So I'm sure the police are still trying to figure out exactly what happened. That includes, uh, you know, going to the scene, gathering physical evidence, talking to witnesses. You've all, you've all seen a uh, law and order. Anyways, Campbell has been charged with murder, of course. And what makes this this even more tragic is that these two men were close friends, apparently, and Painter was the best man at Jefferson's wedding. Now, on Wednesday, BuzzFeed reported that Campbell attended the college, which has about 1,500 students, so a very small school. Uh, he attended there from 2013 to 2017 and was a member of the school's cross-country and track teams. The Richmond Times-Dispatch also reported on Wednesday that Campbell will undergo a mental health evaluation. His mother told the newspaper that her son has mental issues and that he needs help. Okay, moving on to the next story. Former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores has filed a lawsuit against the NFL for alleged discriminatory hiring practices towards black coaches. The lawsuit cites the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins, but also names 29, quote, John Doe teams as potential defendants. Now, <laughs> you use the term John Doe in a lawsuit when you don't want to identify someone, a male, or if you don't know that person's identity, if you don't know who they are. But I've never seen John Doe referred to anything other than a person. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, they're, you know, they're just naming the rest of the teams in the NFL without naming them. But yeah, I've never seen John Doe referred to that way or used that way, rather. <laughs> uh, so Flores is coming off two straight seasons, two straight winning seasons, that is, with the Miami Dolphins and was recently passed up for the Giants head coaching job. <laughs> if you Apparently, the, the lawsuit contained information about this uh, awkward exchange, uh, text message exchange from Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. I think he texted 
Brian Flores, uh, congratulations on the new Giants job. Then he was like, oh, wait, no. Sorry, I went to some other guy. Oh, why guy? My bad. <laughs> that's, that's, that sucks. That's real, that really sucks. But also, it's it's kind of funny. I don't know. Right. Anyways, so some interesting statistics about the league. About 70% of the league's players are black. But as of right now, there are a few coaching vacancies. But the Steelers' is Mike Tomlin is the only black coach left in the league so if the rest of the vacancies i think there are five if they were all filled with white coaches which i'm not saying they are but if they were then only about three percent of the head coaches in the nfl would would be black compared to 70 percent of the players so that's a clear imbalance there now of course the nfl denied these claims of racial discrimination the the teams that were named deny any kind of racial discrimination so yeah we'll see what happens with this moving forward um, there might be some kind of, I don't know, rule in place or something like that. See, there already is a rule. It's called the Rooney Rule. I'm sure you guys have heard of it, you know, all you football fans, where it's, it's this directive where teams have to at least interview minority candidates for high-level positions or for executive positions like a head coach. So there already is a rule in place. I will. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of settle this and to see what comes of this. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you look at the numbers, there's a clear imbalance, so we'll see what happens. Okay, I know you guys will find this one interesting. Mexico legislatures, legislators, have introduced a bill that would require actors and other personnel who handle firearms to get safety training before using guns on set. And a film company that fails to comply will not be eligible for the state's film credits, which is really the only reason so many people film in New Mexico. Now, of course, this bill was introduced in response to the tragedy in October on the set of the next on the Netflix. Jesus, it's really hard to talk today. <laughs> uh, the tragedy on the set of the Netflix film Rust, in which Alec Baldwin shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins, and law enforcement are still investigating and have not ruled out any criminal charges. Now, this is a short 30-day session, right? New Mexico. We rotate between 30-day uh, sessions, and then the following year, we'll have a 60-day session. And in those 30-day sessions, really only the budget kind of gets passed, you know? There's not much time for much else. And just looking at where the bill is, it looks like it's not really anywhere. So we'll see if this one gets passed. It should. I mean, this is, um, I mean, first off, it's obvious that something like this was going to get introduced. I mean, that shooting was just... You know, it was a big tragedy. It captured the, uh, you know, it made international headlines. So it, this was obviously going to happen. But whether it passes this year will remain to be seen. I'm not so sure. It might have to be passed next year. But yeah, hopefully just we could just avoid something like, you know, shooting like that in the future. But I mean, really, I don't know. You could argue that people handling guns should get firearm safety training. And this would be held through the Department of game and fish i believe so like a state-run firearm safety class so yeah yeah there's that oh and of course you guys i can't we can't end the show without talking about a big big retirement that has shocked america not shocked america but that is shaken america we'll never be the same again after this retirement i am speaking of course of the retirement of supreme court justice stephen breyer <laughs> and that means that uh President Joe Biden will get to pick his replacement and we'll go through the whole song and dance of getting this person approved. Now, this does nothing to shift the balance of power 
in the Supreme Court as Breyer was one of three liberals on the court, so the conservatives will still have a 6-3 majority. And the reported favorite to replace Breyer is 51-year-old Federal Appeals Appeals Court Judge Kantaji Brown-Jackson, who is a black woman, and she actually used to be a law clerk for Stephen Breyer, so that's kind of cool, kind of going full circle there. We'll see if uh, she's the official nomination, if she gets approved, and what happens there. Okay, guys, that is all for this week. I know it was a shorter episode, but uh, yeah, still dealing with some back problems, just uh, wanted to do what I could, you know, let you guys know I still loved you, and no, I didn't go anywhere, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want you guys to forget about me either so um yeah but you know you know i'm feeling a lot better honestly i'm finally able to move around a little i can sit down for more than five minutes at a time you know so uh, yeah hopefully i'll be back in full force next week please share the podcast with your friends share it with your enemies you guys have been doing a great great job of helping me grow and helping me spread the word about this podcast because the podcast is growing so i appreciate that very much if you guys can do me another favor and rate and review on itunes if you can if you listen on itunes that helps the show get in front of more people as well. If you could also leave a rating on Spotify, that's new. So if you listen on Spotify, I would appreciate that as well. Also, please visit the Patreon page, patreon.com slash USA. I will have more episodes of Crime and Court Extra in the future. And remember, you can get those for just a dollar, just a dollar. So please head there and support me, guys. Also, you could write into the show for just $5 a month. Great value. That's a great value over there at patreon.com slash USA. All right, guys. Until next time, my name is Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.